0: Hey everyone, it's Jerry at the Fledge. Welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. Today on the show, we have our very good friends, our uh, brothers in arms, Marshall and Ezra Kelly. How are y'all?
1: We're well, how are you?
0: I'm, I'm really good. Um, I'm, I'm playing with the word comrade um but i i couldn't find it for a second there so instead of saying you guys or hey sirs or thank you sir or whatever i just want to go comrade it seems like a a good term
2: i like that i like that very gender neutral yeah,
0: yeah. That, well that's been part of the problem is that uh like i i can get pronouns pretty good but then i have problems with uh um, formalities like "thank you, sir" and "thank you, miss" and stuff like that. Now screw it up, yeah. and then um, there's not there's not a good them and they, but comrade seems to be a good one.
2: Yeah, that definitely. I is hear a good one. I hear folks too. Oh, folks, yeah.
0: I, I yeah. It sounds yeah. important Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. It's, uh, it feels forced. I I I feel like it's uh it's what uh white people when they feel woke they say black folks and uh, it bothers me for some reason i don't know um but i'll come around i'll learn and i'll be smarter next time someone asks me this question but that's my initial reaction um so i know that most people know you in the world like you're super famous and all of that but would you mind like my crowd might not know you um would you mind uh telling us something about yourselves and about what your project is and all of that
1: uh we're a electronic duo and we're called non-binary we're also identical twins um and we do a lot of musical projects and visual art projects um that like kind of mend together
2: um Yeah, we're mainly artists, but also just like activists and um, for like literally everything that you should be an activist for, like mental health and, you know, just trying to like stay woke and shit for the trans community, for the LGBT, for the black community, for everyone. Um, And yeah, we're just um, just some people on the Internet. We're (laughs) e-boys. We're (laughs) e-boys.
0: So who's Marshall and who's Ezra?
2: I'm Ezra. I'm Marshall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that did not help. <laughs>
2: no.
0: Let everyone know that you're Ezra. Ezra. I know who's Ezra.
1: I yes. am Ezra. Ezra Kelly. I was born six minutes after Marshall.
0: <laughs> so there you go, in case you can't tell them apart. Um, it took me forever, especially ba- back in the uh, skateboard days. Yeah. Took me forever.
2: Yeah, it's how old are we does It's been like 12 years. Yeah, it's been like 12 years, but you, you pretty much got it down now. We got face, yeah, for you. yeah, we got
0: the face test just so you can tell us apart. I know, I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's and it's he, been
0: helpful, but when you don't wear your masks, I mean, when you do wear your masks, remember, I screwed up the other day. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's
1: funny, I didn't notice. <laughs>
0: All right, we better. Okay, so, uh, what project are you working on with non-binary right now?
1: Um, we're working on our second album, and it's going to be called "The Mockery of Me," and um, I'm really excited. We're both really excited about that. Um, and it has a lot of, like, it's the mockery of me, basically, because with our performance that is non-binary, we've. Been told a lot that it's a lot like a fringe act, and I didn't know what that was at first, but it's very fringe esque where, like, we'll be like having like costumes and stuff like that. So it will be like mimes and stuff like that that would be an actual fringe act or in a carnival or circus, like freak show. Um, And it's a lot because a lot of our music, at least, especially when I'm writing, I feel like I write about kind of from a standpoint that I'm making fun of myself, like you have to laugh about it. You know what I mean? Like when something, when you don't like something about yourself or something, you have to kind of understand that life is kind of funny. And if you mock yourself, it's kind of feels less bad when other people mock you. So I I like to feel embarrassed out on stage. I mean, that's why you go do something in front of everyone. So like, I don't know, I like the mockery of me because I feel like most of our art is portraying a mockery um in some sense but you don't have to take that in a negative way and i like to make it a fun thing for us to cope with like everything i guess
2: yeah i think like this um album opposed to our last one is just more of like a narrative and like has more of a story to it um as opposed to our last one which was just the most fun we've ever had in our lives (laughs) that was so fun yeah
0: (laughs) so i really like you know kind of that that philosophy of being uncomfortable and kind of stretching yourself right Mm -hmm. you know it's uh that's how you grow that's how you learn uh you but i never knew that before i never knew like i'm thinking of the times when i've seen you on stage Mm -hmm. and were you trying to be uncomfortable were you is that like putting yourself out there
2: i'm i think for me more than ezra i'm just naturally uncomfortable Uh, (laughs) like (laughs) Like i get really nervous before we play any shows or like do any sort of performance and ezra i think usually is very good at making me like come out of that and um i don't know i think like a lot of people have actually told us that our shows are like puppet shows and i feel like that's kind of like it like i don't know it, it connects to me how it's like i'm uncomfortable but i'm like having basically ezra as the puppeteer like Helping me like to like move and do my like do everything I need to do to like make the performance what we want it to be. And it's for me like Marshall says
1: I naturally feel uncomfortable. I think I feel natural when I feel uncomfortable, um, so it comes off as more natural. Um, like actually, and because when I'm performing, like I might see com- com- like seem comfortable in a performance of. It's But to me, in my mind, I guess, I'm sort of um, mocking every feeling I've ever had, like it doesn't matter, as if I'm somebody portraying myself, I guess, or a feeling that I felt unheard or misunderstood. I'll put that into music because hopefully someone can listen to it that's laying in their bed like I was at 13 and really sad and just had music to listen to and like the Pink Floyd The Wall record that you and Shannon gave me and stuff like that. <laughs> like I would literally just like listen to Pink Floyd and like, I would just, cause I just felt uncomfortable and it was a hard thing to understand why, like I would just wonder why I had to be born who I was and like, I didn't really understand why, but I don't know. I think that definitely like um, we mock ourselves by like, I'll just act like over dramatic. I'm, I'm too much, I'm way, i overdo it i feel too much emotion so i have to have somewhere to express that and to me it feels like i'm mocking myself because i'll act as um as like as if i'm the victim of myself
2: i feel like also just like our um like a lot of people are told us that like when seeing our performance it's like almost shocking to them just uh how much emotion that we portray and like that to me is no performance like it's all completely real like and I don't feel that way always when I'm just listening to the music that I create it's like when I start performing it like I'll like actually like get incredibly emotional like very much so <laughs> you have to <laughs> like, dive right into it you have to like sort put of put yourself back in the headspace of when you're creating it
0: mm-hmm. so um when you perform and and when's the last time you performed
1: um the last time I performed during the quarantine once for um
2: a live, like, online show, but the last time? The last time I performed, I think, was at the Fledge last, last summer, and the last time we performed together was Pierce Fest. What? Really? Was it? Oh, no, in Ann Arbor.
1: Hmm. Really? Yeah, in Ann Arbor in... um. Oh, yeah, was it like a music festival? In May of 2019, <laughs> mm-hmm. we performed together, and I performed at the Fledge... For an open mic, um, right before the quarantine, like in March or February, with yeah. Drew and Andy Fox and stuff.
0: Yeah, did uh, did one of did you both perform at the Blind Pig?
2: We did. Uh, yeah, that was uh, in 2018. Like I think like October, September 2018. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I was super excited about that show because Kurt Cobain has played there.
0: <laughs> I know. I just read an article. I think they're closing. No, sad.
1: Oh, whoa, that's so that's sad. Insane. I would not yeah. we should make it another fledge.
0: Yep. That'd be awesome. Fledge and Arbor would be awesome. That would be um so I want to spend a wow man, there's so many things I want to ask you. <laughs> so um I feel like I know you guys really well, but I feel like I don't know you at all too, right? because we st- we have that kind of relationship we go back a long way yeah, yeah. and we go back uh, a long way to when you were young and I was an adult so there's this you know kid adult relationship that is like with Raven and Rain
2: yeah they're
0: not going to tell me everything right you guys aren't going to tell me everything we're not we're not besties like that yeah. Right?
1: yeah. tell you more than I'll tell my parents but
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's this whole secret world, you know, that I don't know about. But then there's other little things like the mockery thing. Um, I often wonder you guys say you're identical twins, but is there also a yin yang thing happening? Entire uh, yeah.
1: Like we I have actually actually we've considered word. doing like all black, all white because we feel that
2: way so much. And we've done that before actually, and also we me and Ezra were just recently talking about that we both like. I don't know if this is even necessarily what you're talking about, but we are never in the same part of life at the same time. Like literally, like, one of this, us is always. This, this sounds so emo, but like <laughs> either like I'm in emotional turmoil and Ezra is doing well, or the opposite. Like we're always like so, which works out better for us because then one of us is always there to keep the other one alive. Alive. It yeah. also works
1: well for our art because one of us is usually creating. Yeah. Um, Especially, like, in emotional turmoil, because, like, if we are, like, what should we do? Like, the other one will be, like, well, life does really suck. It really,
2: really, really truly does sometimes, and you could make art about it, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or then, like, there's one person to, like, be, like, putting so much emotion into what they're creating, and then there's one person to, like, focus more on, like, making everything as good as it can be. And like during normal times and, you know, like setting up shows or like doing like the business side of everything. Yeah.
1: And then the creative. Yeah.
0: So uh, that's another thing I want, I want to talk about the business side of everything, but I have one more question that might lead us that way. Um, when you have, you've heard the phrase, uh, you know, our, our strength is in our differences and that's like a big uh you know, belief in the, in the fledge is that our diversity and our differences is what makes us strong and makes us prepared for so many things. What, what are some of your differences between the two of you that make you stronger, uh, together?
2: I think the way, like one thing that just like comes to mind immediately is the way that we connect with people and like differently. Um, like me and Ezra were literally just talking about this the other day, how like, um, like people will tell both of us, obviously separately like oh like i don't know why i'm just closer to you than i am to ezra or like i don't know why but i'm just closer to you than i am to marshall and it's just like the way that we connect with those people as opposed to the other one but all of these people you know obviously they do care about us both we just have the people that we're closer
1: to we'll have more of like like a naturally flowing com- like we'll have more naturally flowing conversations with certain people like there's certain people i feel like we're just thinking in one consciousness while we're talking mm-hmm. and then like they might be close to Marshall but it's not like on that level and Marshall might be like what the
2: hell are they doing when we're doing that <laughs> <laughs> like, like I think that um the huge thing is just the way that we connect with people and um god I was just thinking of another thing I too. think also like the we, way that we uh, connect we have with
1: ourselves and everything too though well we have um our astrological birth charts uh we have all the same signs but we're one degree entirely off um so like our houses are shifted which makes our creative processes different Mm -hmm. so like my creative process is like obsessive and really constant but it's like which like sometimes i'm like that's awesome and other times i'm like this is the worst because it's super overwhelming to like only have like that to be have as an outlet very well for me um but Marshall once they like like they'll go through like a whole cycle before they can get to a point of them actually creating like a song or like a piece but they'll have like all of this build up until that which will make it like fantastic and I feel like like I make a lot of songs that I feel like really connected to and stuff like that but then like when they make a song it's just like I'll I just can't believe how like fantastic it will turn out because I'll be like, you haven't been practicing.
2: I, <laughs> yeah, <practiced>. like, <laughs> I think that like, um, it's like quantity versus quality in a way, like not like, cause like Ezra makes obviously like really good quality music. I like Ezra's own music more than I like mine. But like, I think that they make a lot more before they put out an album and they like choose what they like the best. And for me, it's more like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not gonna write anything down. I'm just going to put it in, like just record it into my computer And then that's what my album is. That's all I'm using. Like that is how I'm feeling. And that's what I need everyone to know that I'm feeling. And that's what I feel like other people can relate to that I'm feeling, Um, as opposed to when I'm not in the creative process as much. And I'm just like, okay, like, what do I, like, what do I even like sing about? Or what do I write about? Like, I don't have anything that's like stirring in my brain so much that I need to get it out to people. And Mm. as more just like constant making. It's, I have to get it out of me I would like for other people to hear
1: it a lot of the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch away from the creative side a little bit and you guys said the word business let's talk about the business of what you do um I'm gonna leave it like that tell me something about the business of what you do
1: I think well I think about this a lot actually and I think that with business, At least for me, um, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think that that has to be linked to like um, money in any way. But I think that like the, like for me, like in our business, what it is, is like kind of not life coach, but like sort of on that track where I feel like the connection that we make to people that we meet through all of it is kind of what the whole idea of having it is, like kind of why we keep, like what keeps people engaged or whatever is because like we genuinely do connect to people. It's not like we just do it for
2: that. I feel like also just like our, like on the business side of um, everything that we do, um, we're far more concerned with doing that in the best way possible that like in ways that we don't understand, like for like the creative side, then it's like very much just like what we think is the best, what we want, what we um, what we enjoy. And then like for the business side, like it's very much like reaching out to other people and like asking them questions so that we can write down everything that everyone tells us and figure out our own way to do it in like the best way. Like people who we feel have been more successful than us in the creative industries. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. and. Yeah, the side is more i think difficult for me to like wrap my head around but also i feel like the business side is something that like we are trying to understand more and just focus on a lot more than we have in the past too
0: i i know that when i use terms like uh the business side or entrepreneurial or whatever a lot of people out in the community think i'm just this capitalist pig that's in it for the money um but You guys know me and you know that that's not how I am and really, (laughs) uh, um, sorry, wasn't fishing for that. And what I see is that, that you guys are on a mission, right? And you've got this mission that you're trying to do. And there are certain things that you have to do on the creative side to make that mission happen. But there are also things you need to do on the marketing side, on the gathering of resource side, you have to fund your rent somehow, your cigarette habit, you know, all of these things. Um, so there's there's a sustainability aspect to it as well. Um, you, you, what would you say your mission is? And, do you remember when you guys were super famous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i
1: think that my mission is mainly to be content and to show other people that it's possible even if you have extreme impulse and extreme explosive emotion um or like just stuff from ptsd and trauma um from childhood but I do specifically think a lot like I guess I would say like I would picture somebody. It's I don't know. I, I honestly I make it for people like for teenagers that are really sad. Like, like I just want them to know something. I just want to make a sound and I want the frequency to feel comforting to them. I want it to actually just make them feel comforted or like unalone or like it. they relate to it. I want them to feel like somebody understands them when they don't feel like that they have that i mean i think
2: that like <clears throat> yeah i don't think that like for me like my mission has ever changed like when we were like eight years old is when we really like started talking to each other about how we wanted to be musicians and that was what we wanted to do and we did that because of the way that we connected with the lyrics and stuff of the songs that we were listening to at eight years old like Such you know as... being like oh like this like this emotion that this person is portraying it helps me feel like i'm normal it helps me feel like i'm safe and like the person that we like we're looking up to is still the same as was Davey Havoc from AFI. And at the time in like 2006, he looked very feminine and us as little girls that wanted to be boys. That was like so inspiring to us. Like, okay, so there are adults that they can show themselves like the true way that they want to, like, there's no like gender, especially like that has to go with it. It's just whatever you want to look like, whatever you want to present yourself as that's important. And that through that, I think, My mission has always just been that I wanted to give that to other people is that they could see that you can be unapologetically yourself and that there is someone who understands and like can put your thoughts into words. And also that the fight for
1: that is, you know, in in the weirdest way, it feels really horrible, but the fight for it makes it so rewarding once you have it. It's so fantastic. And it's, I don't know, I, I wouldn't change my life at all. And so I don't want people to be sitting there wishing that they could change theirs all the time. Um, granted, I, knowing what, not knowing what people's lives are like, but
0: yeah, the uh, when you when you two sat on that couch in the fl- the other fledge and you told that story, and then it just you told your story, and it just blew up on YouTube. That's that's when I understood how you guys were guiding people down a path and you were showing them that it can be safe and that it's going to be okay. And that there's similar steps to be taken, but to do it and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, that was incredible. What, I mean, what that must've, I've never had anything that big. What did that feel like?
2: Um, that was god that was like i don't know i remember like that we were like really excited to do that because like other than just speaking to like our friends that we were very close to we never really had a chance to like put it out there so much like as to how it all really feels like as to how it all really felt even like before we understood what it was we were feeling and um there's actually been multiple people who have told us that after they saw that video they came came out out. as trans or non-binary or non-binary and like that they realized like because something i know that was that i said in that video was like it got to a point for me where i was like oh well like i don't know i don't feel like a girl but i don't know if i feel like a boy i don't know if i feel non-binary i don't know what i feel and i was just like well i guess it doesn't fucking matter because if i feel this way tomorrow then i can tell people i feel that way and if i feel this way the next day i can tell people again actually this is how i feel you can continuously like grow and progress as a person and tell people how you want to be respected and treated. And because everything is fluid and like for anyone
1: to deny that is just like ignorant. Like how, like ev- everything is fluid. You might like, I mean, people change sports teams that they root for, you know, like and <laughs> and that's like crazy to me because it will be like die hard, but yeah. like you can change anything, your favorite band can change. And if anything can change, then anything about
2: you can change because it's just how you feel. And I guess like everything is just like, in a moment. But what like you're saying is like, it's okay to be a fair weather fan of yourself. Like mm-hmm. you can, mm. like, oh, like this is who I am. And this, like, I feel like I have won because I'm here now. But then you can be like, actually, I can see a version of myself that's going to be far more like genuine and happy and true to themselves. So I'm gonna be a Fairweather fan and go be that person now, like you know, like and yeah. obviously like that's like I think such like I mean, a stupid term, but it's like I think a that's big what it is. part of
1: everything too is like, especially like even when we were making those videos, like we were so focused on. Um, like for so for so long being so focused on like um not the shadow side of you but like who you are i guess like the, your true self is very important but to also accept the other parts of you like the shadow is important i think since learning that i would say like it's also like important to make sure you grieve who you were once you come out and remember that person and like i would say horrible things about my past self like oh like She was so ugly and all these horrible things. But like, I was already doing that in my head to myself while I felt that way. And so, like, once I realized kind of that that was like messed up for me to be doing, continuing to do to myself for no reason, like, I try to catch myself when I do things like that more. Or I try to catch other people when they say things like that too and say, like, hey, you shouldn't like shame yourself, especially your past,
0: because it's nothing you can change now. And I think it's important too. Are you guys at peace with those former selves? Or is that still a journey that's going to take some time?
1: I am at, I don't know if I'm at peace. I don't resent who I was. I love, actually, sometimes I feel like in a weird way, we have this internal family that's the different parts of us. And like she was my mother like she hmm. who nurtured me and kept me here and kept me safe and told me it would be okay and that I would be who I'm going to be and like that's really how I think about it a lot and it's really kind of weird but it like it's like kind of probably my mom's consciousness in my head or something but like my experience then felt so different that I think it, I think it made me a way better person I never wanted to be seen so I wanted everybody else to be And I liked, I like having many perspectives of life and seeing it from different, like the fact that I'm okay with being on camera now. And you're always behind the camera. Yeah. It's like, it's beautiful for me to (laughs) be in front of it. And that makes me feel really good. And I, but I reflect a lot on never wanting that and how blessed I was to have had that to understand many
2: other parts of it. I think for me, like, it's like, I just feel like a more evolved version of that person. Like, I feel like I always... had like the same capabilities of like um, caring about others and stuff like that. But that now it's um, easier for me to care about myself and to see myself as who I am instead of being like, you know, me and Ezra would literally be like so young, like seven, eight years old, like praying to God every night that we would wake up and just be boys and that our whole life would have just been that, that we would have just been boys. And like, I guess just getting to that evolved point in my life where I was like, oh no, actually no one can tell me what who the fuck I am. No one can tell me what the fuck I am. Only I can do that. Like, no matter who in my life would want to walk away f- because they didn't accept that or they didn't support it, then they can walk away and I'll still be okay because I still have the people who do support it. Like, you know, like I always have Ezra, I always have Jerry, I always have Shannon, always have the people that I know will support me through literally anything. always have Katie and Skylar. And Storm and Saint, love you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I'm going to switch to uh, the Every Damn Day. What's something – well, first of all, you guys kind of – weren't we in Tampa together, and it said Every Damn Day on that wall? Yeah. Yeah. What's that called? Skate Spot of Uh, Tampa or something? The Skate
2: Park of Tampa, yeah, where they do uh, Tampa Pro.
0: Yeah, Bo Kirby and I were just talking about that the other day too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He did a show. You should watch it. It's interesting. uh, Everyone. Um and you see I got my skate war. Yeah, I um yeah. So what's something you do every damn day that pushes that mission forward or just keeps you healthy and sane and strong and whatever? What's just something you do every damn day?
1: Play piano. You play piano? I have to like I have to do something creative, but I think playing piano is what like, if I could say, like wakes me up, um, w- wakes up
2: my creativity. It um, feels really good for me. I would say that every every damn day I consider how my life affects others. Ah, uh, and that's good. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Chris Pruitt, Andrew, and Omar are all commenting right now. Uh, Chris Pruitt said he needs a twin and that he's jealous of how uh, content you guys are. Um, Omar just says Aquarius, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) Aquarius. uh, (laughs) Then uh, Andrew said that he misses and loves you guys.
2: We've been missing love you, and we miss and love all of you.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: I think it's funny that people always have said that to us our whole life, too, what Chris said, like, that they want a twin and that they're jealous. But I, think I would be jealous, too, honestly, though. I, I don't know how to live without one. I don't I don't either, <laughs> but I think it's a funny thing to say because I think that I don't think that they know what at all what they're asking for.
2: Mm-hmm. You're asking for a lot. The, I mean, it's <laughs> like being in, like, the most long-term uns- relationship. Unstable, but also, like, loving and caring relationship. For
1: your entire life no one else will ever know you that well and that's a weird thing It like every part of it has pros and cons i think but and i like, think that it teaches you how to love someone else before you learn how to love yourself and, and i think that that can be um definitely a beautiful and amazing experience but definitely um also not the greatest when you learn to love someone else and not yourself
2: yeah and then also i would say that um my favorite part about being a twin, I know this wasn't even the question, but my favorite part is that I think that my memory of my whole life is better because I can always remember seeing Ezra there. Me too. Any like I'll have flashbacks and the whole and it won't be scary. It'll just be
1: Marshall's baby face. Like, <laughs> like and I'll be like remember what they're wearing. It's it's so
2: weird. And just also being able to see Ezra like you know like we were saying like to grow into yourself is like the best feeling. Oh god, it's making me emotional. But like watching sh- Ezra <laughs> watching Ezra grow into themselves is it feels even better. It's so wild. To, like, see them how they it, always saw themselves and I could see them that way, too. Yeah. And to know that, like, no matter what, like, we always had each other. It literally feels surreal to see it come to life, <laughs>
1: especially with two of you, I feel like, though, because you're, like, looking in the mirror and then you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's-
0: it's, as you know, as an outsider, obviously, and being seeing snapshots, it's been a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> 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 Thank All right, so... Um, Yesterday, we had uh, um, Elias, who uh, is uh, theoretical tech, is the name of his company. I think he's a really interesting uh, guy. Uh, He wanted to ask, what do you guys do to get ready to prepare for doing your art, whether it's performing or painting or drawing or whatever? You got a ritual?
1: For our performance, it's different (laughs) than
2: our... Creating, but our performance, like I said earlier, I think I'm usually like extremely nervous beforehand. And I'm always like, Why are you nervous? And yeah, Ezra will take me to wherever we are. We'll either go in the bathroom to use the mirror in the bathroom, or we'll go. We usually have a mirror with us before we perform, and we'll look into the mirror, but we'll look into each other's eyes through the mirror. And we'll just look literally sometimes for like 20 minutes straight into before we walk out until they say like, okay, like non-binary. And then we walk out and we always do that because they were just if- nervous once. And I was like, this is what I do. Yeah. I just look into my own
1: pupils and you can see your own reflection in your own pupils. And I think that's so amazing because you can see it change too, your whole life in the same pupil. Mm-hmm. And that's so fucking sweet. And, <laughs> but to see it in somebody else's pupil is so Like even, I don't know, sometimes you can just see a mirror frame in the pupil of Marshall's eyes or something if I was looking through theirs. But if you can see yourself or them in them too, I don't know. It's really like, it's just a deep connection. It's like a meditation. It's extremely Mm meditative. And we would put it on our laps and look down so that you can't, like you just see a ceiling above you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't see Mm -hmm.
2: anyone behind you. You don't see anything else.
1: Um, But for my art and everything for me, when we're not performing too, is usually... If I don't do something with my reflection, it's never ever the same. It's always best when I have my reflection. So like even that's why I like to go to coffee shops because they have one person bathroom. So if I have to, I can go for five minutes and dance in the
2: bathroom.
1: <laughs> like I like to dance and see myself, um, remind myself that I'm real, that I'm a person that moves that other people can see. I don't that's very comforting to me. And to see a reflection that I'm pleased with being able to live and do those things. It's just amazing. It's like all I could ever ask for.
2: And for my creative, like just like actually creating something, I feel like it's more of um, just complete brutal honesty with myself um, to prepare myself, like to like whatever I'm making it, I want it to sound like what I'm hearing in my brain, whether that's like actually the instruments or the words that I'm saying.
0: All right, um, just uh, Chris said something I thought was pretty sweet, um, is that to always know that someone's there, that you're not forever alone, you know?
2: That is true. I feel like, we. I, I just said to my mom the other day that sometimes we will be with our friends or something and we will both walk away together only and we'll look at each other and we'll just say, oh, like three times we'll say, I'm okay, I'm, I'm okay. okay, I'm okay. And it's, and I told my mom, I said, we're only truly alone when we're together.
1: It's really weird. Mm. Really weird. And alone together. Like, yeah. And then, like, we're, like, every time we're kind of like, oh my God, like, what the fuck is going on? It's like in a TV show,
2: like, you come back and it's like, you know, like, you always have the one thing to see. You always have the one person with you. And even, like, for Chris specifically, I mean, it's like we were. Like actually, I remember when we had this realization is when we were homeless, living in my car, and we were sitting in a Meyer parking lot in Grand Ledge, and we looked, and I looked at Ezra, and I just said, "It's crazy because no matter what, my whole life, you're the only person I'll ever actually have fully forever."
1: Yeah, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's like, oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> why not anyone <everyone>
1: else? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have had. So- <laughs>
0: it's all right. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Um, it's like from the womb to the tomb was all I was gonna say. Ah, <laughs> from the cradle to the
2: casket.
0: I love you guys. I love Thank you love
2: you so much, Jerry.
0: So uh, tomorrow we've got uh, Metro Malik, Malik Brown, um Lansing Maid on the uh, show. And what question would you like me to pass on to him? from you?
1: Um, I want to know what
2: high school he went to in Lansing, and I want to okay. know his favorite part of the Lansing community.
0: Okay. And uh what high school did you all go to?
1: Hazlitt. We <laughs> went to Hazlitt, we dropped out and got our GEDs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. That's yeah. a good path for that was uh, a lot of people. That uh when it, definitely your former teacher. About. I don't know if he was your teacher, but uh, uh Brian Town.
2: Oh Brian Town. We didn't have Mr. Town. Yeah.
0: He was on the show uh a month or so ago. Oh Michigan really? creative, yeah. Yeah. So.
2: I was I thought you were gonna ask about Bart. Rest in peace. Great Yeah. human
0: rest in, he is a great human. And that was sad that Bart passed.
2: He loved us too. Yeah, we love Bart Wujinki.
0: I think that he uh he was on your guys' side for sure.
2: Always, always on our side. He right. was
0: <laughs> so and he is a great human or was a great human being. So. He's also a twin. Yep. He is a twin. And I went to high school with him Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, with his brother, Brett. So, um, so what's your guys' favorite part about Lansing? The community, the community. What's that mean to you?
2: Everything. It's like, I was just living in Los Angeles for nine months last year. And the one thing I was lacking that made me feel full as a human was a community and just to have, you know, it's like we were just saying, like, always having one person near you or, like, having one person for you. Like, in Lansing, I feel like you have everyone for you. You have everyone around you. And, like, no one's going to let you fall.
1: Everyone belongs somewhere here. That's yeah. Un- and I felt the same way when I moved away. I felt I couldn't have a sense of reality without community. Um, and not that there's not community in Brooklyn. There definitely is. But I don't know. There's something about Lansing that's so genuine.
0: So, you one of you went to LA, one of you went to Brooklyn, the most exciting places in the world, right? Yeah. We both but came you came back. back. <laughs> um was that for you guys? Was it for Lansing? Was it for everything?
1: Um for, um, for me it was not a choice. Mm-hmm. Really. Um it was partially a choice, kind of, but it was sort of forced on me to move home. And I was scared to be um, a failure, I think. But I was very comforted by the fact that the only thing that comforted me was that I was coming back to the fledged into the community in Lansing and on the east side of Lansing specifically. When we moved here five years ago, we would have never imagined how much progress I couldn't have imagined any place could make as much progress in five years, just community-based is what I'm talking. Um, it's just beautiful and amazing in my opinion. And it's very home-like and you feel valued.
2: For me, I was definitely, it was a choice and I was trapped um, in a very toxic, like isolating situation. And I remember saying over and over to everyone I talked to that the reason I was coming home was for community. And that's not me or myself, that's for all of it. Like it's not for me or anyone else, it's for everyone.
1: I was sobbing when they were moving away. I took them, to, I like went to take them to the airport and I just kept saying the whole time, I'm like, don't worry if, if you have to move home, it will be okay. I promise it won't feel okay, but it will be okay.
0: <laughs> I, I always felt like uh, you guys were scouts. You were going to wherever you were gonna go you were going to scout it out for us for as long as it took. <laughs> and That could be a year or five years or 20 years. But I always felt like I would see you again. I always had that hope and that you'd come home and make our community smarter and better and stronger. And all my dreams came true when you both came back. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. And I think that that's like interesting. Cause I think a lot too, that it would be nice to, if i ever i don't want to move i want to home base in lansing forever and at 23 i've decided that but um, (laughs) i want to do that where i go to other places maybe for i've lived in brooklyn for five months i think that that's about that's a pretty good period of time um but like just a few months up to six months a year i think it would be fun to go live in one or a few other places to um, kind of some something like that, or to build more community centers like the fledge.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I showed that that was possible when I was going to Dubai and all the time, yeah. you know, wasn't that fun to leave everybody all the time. Uh, but it would be if I was, you know, without kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, do that, but stay centered here. It's a cheap place to live. It's going to be where the OPEC of water is, um, is I'm all of that.
1: Extremely, extremely happy and proud to be from Lansing and to remain here. I
0: love uh, it. All, the, all these love Lansing people are going to love the end yeah. of this interview. So uh, take us out. Take me out with something. This is the longest show we've ever done. Should we do the Brady Bunch theme song?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um I think the only thing we should take it out with is just um, mostly what we've been talking about is just like be true to yourself, be genuine to yourself, love yourself and love those around you and understand how important community is for yourself and for everyone else around you. Get involved with community because if
1: you want things to change, that's where you have to start.
0: And I'm gonna throw one more thing out there, vote. Get out there and vote. And not for we, Trump. And not for Trump. We need to get this jackass out of here.
2: And not for Kanye either. <laughs> you both did, you, Trump.
0: did you see my post this morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love all right. y'all. Love Thanks for being you. on the show Thank every you for damn help. day. Oops, you're welcome. Uh, every damn day airs every damn day at two. Uh, what is it a week from Sunday or something? We've got another 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one tomorrow afternoon. We've got uh, 10,000 fledges. Check that out. Um, Raven saying she loves you guys. And I love you, Raven. We're going to go out with a lot of love. See y'all later. Later.